Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We here at the Fumbling Four Network take mental health very serious. If you or someone you know is having thoughts of suicide, please reach out to the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. If you don't like talking on the phone, you can text or start an online chat. Once again, the number is 1-800-273-8255. Welcome to the Resident Evil Lorecast, the podcast that will explore the various mediums and lore of the Resident Evil franchise, such as the video games, movies, novels, and more. And here are your hosts, Ariel, Daniel, and Aaron. Got something that might interest you. <laughs> well, welcome back to the Resident Evil Lorecast. I'm your host, Aaron, and joining me, as always, is my fellow host, Ariel. Hello. And Daniel. Hi there. And today we're going to be talking about Revelations 2. Woohoo. <laughs> I thought it was a good game. Kind of. It's all right. We'll get there. We'll get there. So what's first on our agenda? That would be the summary. Mm. It's generally just information about the production of the game. Ah. Oh. So Resident Evil Revelations 2, known as Biohazard Revelations 2, because we love our Japanese version of the game. It is the second title in the Revelation series. Hopefully we'll get a Revelations 3 soon enough. With Rebecca? Yes, of course. I wasn't going to say anything. Let's see. It was formally announced at Sony's conference in 2014. And then the game was scheduled for a Japanese release sometime in early 2015. It was released episodically at first, and eventually a complete version was released. It is currently available for the PS3, PS4, PlayStation Vita, Xbox 360, Xbox One, Steam, and Nintendo Switch. The first episode of the game was released on the 24th of February in 2015 in North America with the final episode along with the retail disc version on March 17th. That's mostly all I have other than that the voice actor for Claire was uncredited in this. Really? Yes. Uh, I think that was around the same time as they were having their... Um, union 
issues. Yeah, she wasn't. It wasn't a union authorized thing, I believe, is mm-hmm. what I read up on. But it did have to do with the union as far as who it was. <laughs> that is what I generally have on our summary of Revelations 2. I cannot stand when voice actors and actors and, you know, just creators in general don't get the credit they deserve for the work they've done. Cannot stand it. It's a good job, all you creators out there that don't get the credit you deserve. <laughs> you seem a little angry, Aaron. You know what makes me happy? Hmm. Petting Rocky, the zombie podcast dog. No. Because <laughs> he's so cute. All right, so we got our summary. What's next, Ariel? Petting Rocky, the zombie dog. Okay, let's talk plot. Since we can't talk about zombie dogs. Alright, so you ready for this mouthful? Come down this journey with me as we discuss Revelations 2. So the story in chronological order is Claire 1 through 4, The Struggle, Little Miss, and Barry 1 through 4. Just for you listeners out there, if you want to go in chronological order, let's start with Claire's story. Claire Redfield, senior member of an anti-bioterror organization, TerraSave, attends a commemoration party in the TerraSave headquarters. Claire meets her new partner, Moira Burton, older daughter of BSAA advisor Barry Burton. Who doesn't like Barry? The party didn't end well as planned as a group of masked assailants raid the headquarters and have Claire, Moira, and many other attendants captured. When Claire comes to, she finds herself stranded in a dilapidated prison with Moira. They are not alone, however, as mysterious savage human monsters begin to stalk them through the labyrinthine prison. On their wrists, a bracelet was installed, through which a female known as Overseer directs them around the compound, reciting poetry-like quotes. Making their way to the prison's communication tower, they discover that the prison is located on an island. Much to their shock and disbelief, they even doubt the distress message they sent through the tower's radio system would reach anybody. Escaping the prison area, the Overseer commands them to reach a neighboring town called Wasik, where a group of abductees, Neil Fisher, Gabriel Chavez, Chavez, and Pedro Fernandez, took refuge and plotted an escape plan. Claire also spots a mysterious young girl running away from them. Catching up to her, Moira calms the girl down to which she introduces herself as Natalia Corda. The escape plan now set in motion by Gabriel by using an abandoned helicopter went completely wrong when the overseer turns on the town's alarm system, hurting monsters to their location and sabotaging the helicopter's controls. Both Pedro and Gabriel lost their lives in the commotion. Meanwhile, without Claire and Moira's consent, Natalia is abducted by an unknown figure. He took Natalia to a large building where the overseer is watching and contacting them as per the survivor's deduction. 
They proceed to Kierling, or as the overseer calls it, the place where everything comes to an end. To their dismay, the overseer's henchmen had previously devised deadly traps around the area, which Claire and Moira must disable or outsmart to move forward. Beyond the Kierling lies their final destination, the overseer's tower. Claire and Moira discover the truth behind their abduction. Neil Fisher, mole of the previously disbanded FBC, is the true mastermind of the events so far. He sold TerraSave members to the Overseer, now known as Alex Wesker, in exchange for a sample of Ouroboros virus. Much to his shock, Alex injects him the very virus he requested earlier, willing to dispose of the unneeded spy, Alex leaves Neil, and as Claire catches up to him, he mutates into a huge Ouroboros tyrant-like monster, leaving his fate at Claire's hand. He was eventually killed by Moore, Moira, having overcoming her fear of guns. They later use an elevator to reach her hideout, unaware that Alex had begun her own experiment using Natalia placing the little girl inside a pod and sends her into the bowels of the facility. Alex greets Claire and Moira with a seemingly sardonic speech, briefly mentioning her brother, Albert, and his experiments before drawing her gun to Claire and inexplicably commits suicide. In response to the Alex's demise, her facility compound is set to self-destruct in several minutes. Despite almost making their way out of the tower, Moira is trapped under falling debris and forces Claire to jump out into the ocean below to avoid being blown to bits. So now we're heading into Barry's story. Claire was found floating around the island sea, known as the same island. She is sent to the mainland's hospital where Barry Burton attempts to question Claire about his daughter's whereabouts before she was immediately taken inside the intensive care unit, to no avail. Six months later, with Moira's SOS message recording in hand, Barry heads out to the island alone. The first thing Barry encounters on the island is Natalia Corda, a mysterious but normal-looking girl who appears to who appears to have lost her mind. Barry insisted that Natalia should stay on his boat just in case she's in danger, but soon learns that Natalia possesses an uncanny ability to detect the B.O.W.s on the island, even the invisible ones. She directs him to a ruined tower where she claimed Barry's daughter went six months before. Upon arriving at the ruined tower, they found a painting between Albert Wesker and a blonde woman. Natalia points out that the blonde woman was Alex Wesker, as a female hooded figure manages to disarm Barry and points at Natalia. The hooded figure reveals to be Alex in her mutated state after she barely survives her suicide attempt six months ago. Barry demands to know where his daughter is, as Alex tells him that she killed her and buried her, and she summons several revenant to attack them both. Barry and Natalia escape by shooting the broken ceiling. Barry later reveals 
his strained relationship with his daughter while he carries Natalia in a piggyback ride. He explains that Moira accidentally shot Polly where they were playing in the house and she got his guns from his cabinet and that he was responsible for making their relationship drifting apart. Since Barry didn't save his daughter, he decides to protect Natalia from Alex. Both soon find Evgeny Rebic's corpse at the sewers, and he finds Moira's cell phone, which she recorded six months ago. Barry proclaims that Alex had killed his daughter. Escaping the ruins, they navigate their way through the mines and eventually the Wasik, where Alex and her creators stalk them relentlessly. Alex finds an opening to kill Natalia herself, though by an unexplained cause, Alex flees the scene in terror. It appears that Natalia has awakened to her Wesker self, as she is able to guide Barry through places she remembers not. Aware of Natalia approaching her hideout, Alex sends messages to her bracelet, attempting to discourage the two from going deeper. Undaunted, Barry pressed on until they reach her hideout, where Alex already overdosed herself with a vial of Ouroboros virus, initiating the final battle. Alex briefly gains the upper hand before Moira, surviving after six months living with Evgeny, temporarily brings down Alex, giving an opportunity for Barry to take Natalia out. They were not safe, however, as Alex continues to mutate. By a seemingly good luck, Claire Redfield arrives to rescue them with a sniper rifle. Barry had the girls ride the helicopter and, with Claire's assistance, fights the last of Alex's uncontrollable mutation. Barry instructs Claire to use... Uh, RPG-7 to destroy Alex. Claire successfully does so, mimicking how her brother, Chris, destroyed Albert Wesker years prior. Safe at last, the four of them heads back to the mainland as BSAA troops arrive to exterminate the remaining BOWs on same island. So, let's do a little epilogue. In 2013, Claire Redfield drives to the Burton residence, bringing with her a gift for the girls. Claire receives a message from a BSAA agent that her brother Chris is heading to China to deal with a bioterror attack. Meanwhile, the Burtons are preparing to welcome Claire to their house, unaware that Natalia, now overtaken by Alex Wesker's consciousness, slowly succumbs into malice. Bum, bum, bum. And that is the plot of Revelations 2. It is an interesting plot, to say the least. <laughs> I did not like Barry's story mode at all. You have something against Barry? No, it's not that I have something against Barry. It's that I found it at times more difficult than necessary and it was on easy mode if you understand what I'm saying like, there were certain times you were playing as Natalia where it would be almost impossible to avoid BOWs maybe they figured it was a harder difficulty like a kickback to Resident Evil 1 oh don't even get me started on that one <laughs> 
but I did I did like the wrap up of the mysterious Alex Wesker because we have had her mentioned in several games before or hinted at in several games or you know information before but we never really saw much of her I mean I'm just saying how many times did she die in this and never really died I'm holding on to my theory about Albert Wesker I mean if Natalia has become Alex Wesker then who? reborn <laughs> what an interesting plot twist that it's Rose. <laughs> but anyway, now that we've gotten through our plot, I think it's time for us to go to a mid break. <gasps> well, here we are in the middle of the show. Awful middle in here, isn't it, Ariel? No. <laughs> well, you know the first thing we have to do right off the bat is thank our lovely, amazing patrons. Oh, I was thinking like eat a sandwich. Oh something. my gosh. So we would like to thank our VIP patrons, Isaiah Davis, William Jackson, and Wolf's Lore. We'd also like to thank our all-access patrons, Chris Slate and Remington Cloutier, and our official patron, Anthony Bellotti. We appreciate you. <laughs> we really do. It's oh, it's so awesome to have patrons and it's so awesome to have so many people who listen and the Discord's blowing up right now. We got a lot of new people in the Discord. They're all chatting it up. It's it's awesome. It's just I, I cannot say it enough. Thank you all. And thank you all for listening and sharing it with friends and popping in and talking to us on Discord. It's awesome. <laughs> I think we should have a Patreon exclusive episode with Air- just Aaron saying thank you. I think we should tell. For like... 20 minutes. 45 minutes. <laughs> I'll learn different languages so I can say it in different languages too. Gracias. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well... With all that out of the way, what do you got for me, Daniel? I have merchandise as always. So if you've ever wanted to dress like Moira and then yell at your parents, <laughs> don't yell at your parents, people, but <clears throat> like she yells at Barry in the game. So in, sorry. So on the website, jacket jacketsexpert.com, you can get the Revel... Wow, I can't even talk. You can get the Resident Evil Revelations 2 Moira Burton jacket with hood. It is $149 with free shipping worldwide. And it is the jacket that she wore during the game. So it looks exactly like it. But you can find that on jacketexpert.com under Revel under Resident Evil Revelations 2 Moira Burton jacket with hood. And it does look just like the jacket she wore so we'll put that in the discord if you want to get that and take pictures of it discord and show notes sorry (laughs) oh boy oh boy well Ariel what did you bring this week well I've read an article 
Of course. That's why I couldn't uh, respond to Commander right away <laughs> on Discord, because I was busy reading an article, much <sighs> like I always do. Always. Always. You're always reading articles. Hmm. Hmm. So this one comes from Slash Film. And the title is Why George A. Romero's Vision for Resident Evil Never Made It to Film. Now, this piques my interest. Yeah. Actually, this whole thing piqued my interest. So, let's talk about this for a little bit. So, Romero directed a live-action trailer for the game. So, according to Fangoria, Resident Evil game creator Shinji Mikami was influenced by the king of the zombie genre, and it shows in the series. The games and subsequent movies follow the zombie tropes created by Romero's Romero's early work. The undead crave human flesh. Infection is spread by a zombie bite. And you can only kill a zombie by destroying its brain. Capcom even hired Romero in 1998 to to direct a live-action commercial for the video game sequel, Resident Evil 2. Romero was then tapped by Sony Pictures and Constantine Film to adapt the game as a full-length movie. Ooh. And Romero's initial screenplay stayed faithful to the game's narrative. But... Producers thought his first draft was too violent. It's Resident Evil. (laughs) I know. Romero's first draft can be read on this article, which, of course, I will post the links Mm -hmm. in the show notes. And fans of unmade what-if movies will find much to treasure. I think we got this script sent to us not too long ago uh, by a fan. Because I remember reading it before. and It was awesome. Yeah. So, several more drafts would follow, but because the console games had already progressed beyond the original storyline Romero was trying to adopt, producers passed on all of Romero's scripts and eventually settled on Anderson as his replacement. Yeah, settled is the word, right word there. (laughs) (sighs) That's disappointing. I mean, I did enjoy... Anderson's films. They were good. They were. I mean, in their own little right. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people hate them, but what stinks is that Anderson didn't follow the gameplay of it all, you know, like Romero was going to do, and he introduced Alice. Yeah. Which is great and all, but he had a ridiculous amount of wonderful awesome characters to base his movie off of but we all know why he did it so (laughs) so anyways yeah the article is pretty awesome the script's awesome everything and it's awesome I would have absolutely loved a Romero Resident Evil movie absolutely would have loved it I can't think of a single fan out there that wouldn't have yeah I'm a huge fan of Romero Mm. he's the he's the king He certainly is the king. Definitely the king. Well, I brought merch as well this week, Daniel. Good, about time. So, I brought some sweet-ass kicks. (laughs) 
Uh, you can get these at vecustoms.com. And what they are is Resident Evil custom shoes. And they look similar to Converse, um, though we know they're not going to be Converse. Their design and appearance is that of the Converse. And on the side, it has all of our favorite characters throughout the series with, of course, our boy Wesker dead in the center of them all. (laughs) And the running price for these right now are $59. And you can get them in a multitude of different sizes. And you can also get them in solid black or black and white high top. So go check them out. Don't tempt me. (laughs) And I think that's all we have for the middle of our show. So let's jump to the end and talk unlockables, BOW list, and character list. Well, here we are at the end of the episode. Boo. For this time. (laughs) For this time. So, Daniel, let's talk BOW list. All right. Some are considered B.O.W., some are just enemies, but I will list them nonetheless. You have the Afflicted, Cyst, the Durga, Giant Whip Spider. (laughs) I I wanted to say whip. Whip. I whip my legs back and forth. It's, It's funny because the first time I saw that thing, that's all I could think about. Was cool whip? No. Was oh, the song. <laughs> you have the Glasp. It's almost like Clasp, but with a G. Iron Head. Orthus. Rascal Plange. Revenants. Rodders. Slingers. Splashers. It's, all these names are hilarious. <laughs> I'm not done yet. You're going to love this one. Sploders. 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 Love it. And Vulcan Blubber. These, <laughs> what? You'll get more about these. I just love the ones that are like, is it adjectives? Yeah, they were but, just, li- there was that was the laziest naming ever, I swear. This one's We're going to call this one the Splasher. This one's the Slinger. This one's the Rider. I want that one called the Sploder. sploder. And that is what I have on the BOW list. There is some other ones that are in the raid mode, but they're not mm. the actual game mode, so I didn't cover them because most of them are variants from other games or yeah. and they're giant versions, so they're not like exactly canon. We got some of the pudding zombies as I call them. Pudding. Pudding. They're they're literally just the zombies from Revelations. One Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like black pudding. It, when they come out, it's all, it just looks like black pudding. It's, uh, okay. Ariel, <laughs> what's our list of characters for this lovely game? If I can't talk about Reese's peanut butter pie, you can't talk about pudding. So, here's the list of characters in this game we have Claire Redfield. Moira Burton, Barry Burton, Natalia Corda, Gina Foley, Neil Fisher, 
Pedro Fernandez, Gabriel Chavez, Alex Wesker, Evgeny Rebic, and for raid mode, we have Albert Wesker, Hunk, mm-hmm. Joe Valentine, Leon Kennedy, Chris Redfield, Cypher, and Red Queen Alpha. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> raid mode was my favorite part, honestly. Yeah, that was. It's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. It's pretty just, fun. just run around shooting zombies, fighting BOWs. That's, that's all you do. Bam, 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 bam. Well, <clears throat> not a really lengthy list of characters in this one. No, short, sweet, to the point. Mm, I appreciate that. So let's get into our unlockables. So there's certain aspects, like always, of the unlockables I'm not going to go completely through. And we'll talk about that when we get there. And it's mostly because it's just different variations of artwork or, you know, multiple multiple different versions of certain things. But we'll talk about it when we get there. So the first thing we have to talk about is the additional modes you have in this. So you have casual, normal, survival, and raid mode that are unlocked by default. You also have the no escape which is unlocked by completing all the episodes of survival difficulty, invisible mode, and countdown mode that are unlocked by completing each episode once and then buying the the mode in-game for 1,000 BP each. So, I will say this. I tried invisible mode, and I... mm -mm, Never again. (laughs) Countdown mode, I was like, okay. Eh, it's not too bad. Visible was a nightmare. Uh, but let's talk some costumes. So we're going to start with Claire first. You have Claire's default. You also have her sniper outfit, which you unlock by completing the hope for the... <clears throat> excuse me. You unlock by completing the hope for the future record, which is to view the good ending. The next unlockable costume is a classic Claire Redfield look, and you unlock that by completing Revelations 2 record clear all four main campaign episodes. You also have a rodeo costume, which you unlocked by default if you own the retail version or bought the DLC. And you have the Terra save outfit, which you unlock by either buying the alpha hooded RIB JK or alpha tight zip cargo pants in Capcom's eShop. And this was a Japan only exclusive. So a lot of our U.S. fans probably haven't seen this. Next one we have is Moira Burton. Of course, we have her default. But then you also have her Survivor costume, which you unlocked by owning the Struggle. And her Urban Ninja outfit, which you unlocked by default if you own the retail version or you bought it in-game via DLC. Next costumes we have to talk about, of course, is Barry Burton. You have the default, and then you have the classic. Unlocked by completing the Revelations 2 record. Again, all four main campaign episodes. You can get the Commandant outfit, unlocked by owning the retail version or buying it as DLC. And the this is another Japan exclusive, the BSAA outfit. You can unlock it by either the Alpha Quilt Parka 
you can unlock by buying either the Alpha Quilt Parka or the Alpha 9PK Cargo Pants. And once again, a Capcom eShop exclusive. Japan only. The next costumes we have is Natalia Corda. Default, of course. We also have the black dress. You unlock this by owning the Little Miss. And the Lottie suit. Unlocked by default if own the retail version or, again, buying DLC. A lot of the costumes in this one were bought via DLC or you owned a specific version of the game. Which, for me, was a little disappointing on that, honestly. I feel like it left some unlockable holes in my heart for this game. Like where you couldn't unlock it normally in the game? Yeah, you had to buy it or you had to buy the specific version of the game to... It, it kind of took some things away from me. So, next we gotta do EX weapons. Equipping... I have to make a special note here. If you unlock these and equip these at any time, it will lower the end rank of that chapter to a C. It will also lower the amount of BP you can earn. And these weapons cannot be equipped in invisible mode, in invisible mode or countdown mode. <clears throat> so the first weapon we have is Ariel's favorite, Chicago Typewriter. Yeah. You can unlock this by completing the basic survival. Mm. You can unlock this by completing the survival basics record, which is again complete all main game episodes on casual difficulty or higher. You can also unlock the bow gun by rec- by completing all of the regular episodes on normal difficulty or higher. The meat grinder, which is unlocked by completing the skilled survivor record, which means you have to complete all the campaign missions on survival difficulty or higher. The short sword, by com- you have to unlock this one by completing the brilliant survivor record, complete all main campaign episodes on normal or higher with an S rank. Unlocking infinite ammo, is complete the strongest survivor record, complete all the main campaign episodes on no escape difficulty. The infinite rocket launcher is the speedy survivor, complete all four campaign missions within three hours. You can get Moira the Katana by unlocking the enlightened one record, which is complete invisible mode, all episodes, and the bubble gun for Natalia which is unlocked by completing the swift and as which is unlocked by completing the swift as wind record clearing all the countdown mode episodes <sighs> so a lot of cool guns i have the only weapon i have not seen in action is the bubble gun it's the only one so we have some screen effects that you can unlock you have normal obviously classic horror which is completed by which you unlock by completing Ref- completing Revelations 2, all four main campaign episodes. The Sepia Toned, which is completing the Brilliant Survivor, which is all episodes on normal or higher with S rank. The Comic Noir, which is the Tough Survivor record, completing all episodes with survival higher or higher with S rank. Cursed Video, that was an interesting one. Complete Extreme Survivor, You have to complete all the campaign episodes with no escape difficulty with S ranks and the black and white mode, which is obtained by completing all four episodes with S difficulty without using an EX weapon. 
The next set of unlockables is concept art, which is the one we're not going to go through because there is a lot to go through. But just know there are in total 20 pieces of concept art you can unlock. Um, you can also unlock figurines in a similar manner. And the next one we're going to jump into from there is characters in raid mode. You can get Claire as a sniper. And that is, we've already discussed, you can get Claire Classic, Myra Default, Default Survivor, uh, all, again, we've already discussed how to unlock those. You can get Barry Classic. Now, this one's interesting because it's different. You unlock this by getting 40 completion medallions in raid mode. You can unlock Gina by completing episode one, Penal Colony. You can get Bloody Gina, Unlocked by bit, by witnessing the enemy's defeat in any invasion of huge creatures re.net event. So I don't know if you can unlock that one now, but it is a pretty cool one. You can get Gina as Lady Hunk. You uh, unlock this automatically by owning Gina Foley. You can get Gina Rachel Diver. Unlocked by owning Gina Foley. Jessica Vintage Gina, again, unlocked by owning her. You can unlock Pedro by completing Episode 2 Contemplation. Mutant Pedro, now that one was cool. You unlocked that one by just having Pedro. You can unlock Gabe by completing Episode 2 Contemplation. Neil, Episode 3 Judgment. You can unlock Evgeny by completing Extra Episode The Struggle. Alex is unlocked by completing the campaign and raid mode. Jill, get 10 completion medallions. Leon, 20 completion medallions. Chris, 30 completion medallions. Albert, you either have to buy a certain specific version of the game or buy him as DLC. Honk is the same way. Cypher is unlocked after completing 90 completion medallions. Cypher Lodi is unlocked by owning Cypher. And as that is also goes for White Lottie Cipher as well. So, <sighs> lots and lots of unlockables here. Just keeps going. It just okay. keeps going. So, a few other ones we're not going to go over are the toolbox ranks, upgrades, and the gestures that you can unlock because there are a ton of different unlockables there. And that is our complete unlockables list for Revelations 2. I will say the raid mode was my all-time favorite mode to play in for Revelations 2. Yeah, I mean, it was a lot of fun. You just run around and shoot shit the whole time. It's great. That's <laughs> what I want out of my RE games. Throw zombies at me, give me a crap ton of ammo and cool-ass guns, and I'll just annihilate things. Maybe one day you'll have that again. Maybe. Because it definitely didn't come out of that game that they came out with that uh, certain somebody pre-ordered and immediately regretted all his life decisions that we're going to discuss soon. Ah! <coughs> Wolf. <laughs> well, with all that being said, I think it's time to end out the episode. Thank you all for listening. Tune in next week. That would be cool if we weren't going to name drop our shows. I don't know. <laughs> So, 
just to give everybody a little tidbit. We also do other shows. Ariel, would you like to introduce the shows that you are in charge of? I am in charge of Call of Cthulhu Mythos Mysteries. Uh, Call of Cthulhu 7th edition live play podcast where currently we're on season 2 of Pulp Cthulhu we are and it's great minus one character because we all want to kill him because he's a dick nope (laughs) and I also do Avatar Legends Mm. which is currently on hold but will be coming back soon yes I'm pretty excited for that one so stay tuned Mm. and also I don't run it, but I also do another podcast with Michelle Lorecast called Mythical Mysteries, which is due to release this Friday. (gasps) So if you are interested in different mythical, mystical everything, right now we're, we're working on creatures, then give us a listen. Hmm. Drop in this Friday, right? Dropping this Friday. I'll pop in. (laughs) So, Daniel, what do you got on the table? I currently only have one show. That is... Currently. Yeah, currently. (laughs) That is Knights of Darkness, which is a World of Darkness live play TTRPG, which currently we are doing Vampire the Masquerade. Boo. That almost sounded sci-fi like this, more <laughs> supernatural. Uh, well, on my end, I have the Legend of Zelda lore cast, the Dungeon Dragons lore cast. I also run with these buffoons and four others. The Fumbling Four and the Almighty Crit D&D Live Play podcast, as well as I'm taking over Cyberpunk Season 2, which is a Cyberpunk Red Live Play podcast. I also run SCP, Delta Green, a live play podcast, and... I love how you call us baboons, <laughs> yet you're the one stuck with us. I am. And I think that's all the podcasts that we have. Except for this one we are currently talking in. Yeah. The Resident Evil forecast. We thought we'd name drop some of the podcasts because we've had a few people go, oh my gosh, you guys do more? Yeah, we don't broadcast them a whole lot here. But, uh, yeah, we do a lot more podcasts. Hopefully here soon, more to come. But on that note, I think it's time we bid our dear listeners adieu. Goodbye, listeners. <laughs> I thought you would tell them to tune in. In next week. Tune in next week, listeners, for another action-packed oh, no. Lorecast episode of Part 2, Revelations 2. There's too many twos in that. <laughs> Is it too much for you? Oh, my gosh. So, next time. We'll see y'all later. Bye! Bye. Thanks for joining us tonight on the Resident Evil Lurecast. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, tell a friend. Leave a comment and a review. If you want to keep chatting with us about all things Resident Evil, you can find us on the Robots Radio Discord. You can also chat with us at RELurecast on Twitter. Till next time, stay safe out there. And remember, we might have something that might interest you, stranger.